Hey there, friend. I'm so excited that you have decided to listen in today to the Boutique Workshop podcast. So this episode was first recorded live in front of all the members of my free Facebook group. Yep, you heard that right. I have a free Facebook group for boutique owners just like you. And if you aren't a member yet, I want to invite you to come on over and join us. You can find my Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash boutique owners collective. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash boutique owners collective. This is the best place to keep your pulse on what's going on in the boutique industry. Come on over and join us for free tips, free training, and a lot of awesome collaboration. And thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Boutique Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Stockland. A former boutique owner myself, I love nothing more than chatting with you about all things boutique business. Each week, I'll tackle a new business concept and help break it down into bite-sized, actionable steps that will give you the confidence to build a profitable business. Now, let's get started. For those of you guys who are watching us today in the Powerfully Simple Tribe, I'm with Allie, who is actually my coach and a wonderful author. I first learned her name when I picked up her book, Breaking Busy, which a lot of you have received um, from me at some point in time. I'm always like, read this book. You have to read it. <laughs> um, but Allie's written quite a few books, and now she um, is my business coach. She does business coaching as well. Um, she's the founder of a Bl the Blistem Conference, which I'm sure that's all because of this year's craziness up in the air with how we can do live and such. Um, yeah. <laughs> she would be willing to chat with you guys this morning. Um, for those of you who are in the boutique workshop, you're going to be getting a copy of her newest book that is yet to be released. It's going to be coming out in a couple weeks. Um, and so we'll be talking about that a little bit today. And then just about being a women, a woman in business, what that's like, how you juggle all the things. So Allie, thank you for taking time to join us today. Thank you. This is so fun. I love talking about these things. I know. So first, let's talk about coaching a little bit, just because, yeah. I mean, obviously, all of the women in this group want to learn. They're sponges. They want to absorb information. Um, but I found that sometimes we can almost go to the extreme of taking in too much information from all over the place. So as a coach yourself, what would what kind of advice would you give these ladies as they're starting to um, branch out in maybe different um, expertise that they're listening to, or they're you know, taking in different expertise, listening to this podcast, reading this book, what would be some things that they could think about as they're wanting to learn and grow? Hmm, that's great. Um, I think one of the first things that I do with clients who are taking in a ton of information is I put them on an information diet. Okay. Because if we don't slow down our information intake, it completely overwhelms us, right? And we'll listen to this podcast and read this book and we listen to another podcast and all of a sudden we're like, well, apparently I need chatbots. How yeah. am I ever going to get big without chatbots? I can't scale. So the thing is, there is kind of an, an infer like I have a podcast and I'm always looking for new people on my podcast. But when you always have to fill your show with people, you're going to fill your show with people with from every industry, every kind of marketing, marketing that works great with certain types of businesses, 
but a lot of marketing doesn't work great with all types of businesses. So if you're listening to like five podcasts every week and reading five different books every week and you're going, oh, I should be doing this and I should be doing this and we're going to get completely overwhelmed. Like I have a client came to me and she said, I just read Profit First yep. and I feel like I need to redo everything. And so I was like, well, here's the thing. It doesn't fit with your business model right now to do profit first. Like we can take this little, we can take this little bit right here and take a couple of cute things and, and handy things and do that. But every time we read a book or listen to a podcast as we're first starting out, if we don't have a coach, somebody asks questions to, we're gonna feel like we're we're 10 miles behind the eight ball and feel completely overwhelmed. So an information diet is really, really important. I love that. An information diet. I'm going to use that. <laughs> and you should start by knowing your numbers, right, girls? So, yes. so stick with me here and then add on those other things. Because if you don't have a good foundation, too, then you really don't know what to listen to and who to listen to. So setting up that good foundation and then a diet, not taking it That's off. so smart. Can I speak to that a little bit? Yes. Okay, so I love talking about this. One of the things that I see all the time, whether it's people just starting out or people who have large businesses and want to scale, is everyone wants the sexy stuff. Show me, let me, let me redo my branding. Show me how to do Facebook ads. Let's do some fun marketing stuff. But like the, the foundation is cracked and, and there's mold in there and it can't hold anything up. And like we can... We can market, we can give you a pretty logo, we can change some language around, but until you go back and you shore up that foundation, it's just rearranging deck chairs on a sinking ship. Yeah. And it the thing is that work tends to not seem as fun to people, right? Yeah. The foundational work, but without giving that foundational work enough time, the future's lost. Yeah, like we might, the, there's nothing more important than shoring up the foundation in the beginning. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So important. You got to have a good foundation to build on. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about being a writer because all of the women in here are beautiful, creative women. They have retail stores. So, um, you know, we're very creative and you're creative. Talk to me about the process because I know your story, but give us a short synopsis. I know you were using your, your computer without the keys and you Googled <laughs> Google search, but just talk to us about the time that it's taking you to write these books and to build your brand um, as a way to encourage everyone here that it's okay to take time and it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Okay. Super long story, super short. Feel free, to feel free to jump in if there's other things you want me to mention. In 2006, I was walking in a bookstore and I first had the feeling I should write a book. 2006, 14 years ago, went back to my house, Googled how to get a book deal. And Google said that you had to be famous, which I wasn't well-connected. I wasn't or infamous. Luckily I wasn't infamous to get a book deal. But if you wanted to start a blog, you could build up an audience and maybe something could happen in the future. So I was like, well, I guess I'm starting a blog. And what happened after that is I fell in love with the way that we could start building as women online, very, um, low, um, low barrier to entry, right? And then fast forward two years later, I, I have five kids, five boys. Siri thinks I'm talking to her. Let me turn her off. And um, right after the birth of our fifth son, who was four weeks old, we lost our home. My husband had lost his job. We had gone through our savings. It was right in the middle of the real estate recession is what I like to call it. And I 
realized, okay, I need to get serious about learning everything I can about business, how to build, how to scale, how to grow. And so we spent the summer living with my grandfather, my husband and I, we would drive to a McDonald's playland every day and let the kids play. And he would send his resume out to other people. And I had, as you said, this broken down laptop with missing keys and $42 of startup money. And I would Google every day. How do you start a business online? How do you grow a business? What do you, my, my husband has this MBA, funny thing, uh-huh. but having your MBA isn't necessarily helpful when you're starting an entrepreneurial endeavor. Right. When you have your MBA, you're great at figuring out things when you're making over $5 million a year. When you're like, I just got to figure out how to build a brand and get this going. With $42. Um, $42. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't teach that when you're getting your MBA. And so I fell in love with the process. I fell in love with how easy and quickly we could build something with um, such little funds in the beginning and never turned back. Now, I didn't write my first book and get it published until exactly 10 years later. So January 2006, I had the idea. January 2016, first book. And I'll do four books in four years. Wow, that's awesome. It takes a while to really get going and to learn. It does. To connect with the right people. And Mm -hmm. and that's okay. It's okay to work. Well, those 10 years were going to pass by anyway. So I might as well be working towards something in the background. I mean, people kill me when they when they say, oh, I want to do something, but it'll take too long. It's not worth it. I'm like, well, you're you're going to live those years anyway. Yes, very true. Why not be working towards something? Like, there's something great at the end of this. Just be patient. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So Standing Strong is the yeah. book that's coming out September 29th, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And don't go buy a copy if you're a member of the Boutique Workshop because I already ordered you a copy. So, and if Very you want true. to sign up, we have a few extras. I will be giving a book away to the first 100 members. I think we're at 82. So I have a few Love copies that. left. Um, otherwise, go out and get yourself a copy. But tell us about Standing Strong. And that's really what I wanted to bring you on and talk about with these wonderful women that are in this group. Because being a mom, being a wife, being a woman, being a sister, being a, a womanpreneur, it's not for the things of heart. And I listened to your first chapter on your podcast. And I just love the message of stop feeling like you have to just hustle and grind um, because there's more for you. God has more for you. So can you just tell us a little bit about the message? In your book? Yeah, this, uh, the message behind this book is really a love letter to women um, because so many women that I meet through the years will almost be ashamed of their dreams as if this desire inside of us for more, this ambition, this, the goals that we have, the dreams that we have, it's almost as if as women, we should feel bad about them as if they're selfish. And instead, I feel like the work that we do, whether it's a retail shop or an author or a coach, the work that we do as women is making the world a better place. Now, if we have this dream inside of our hearts to rob banks, well, it's probably not. But I mean, it's really, it's funny how a woman will be like, I don't know if I have a selfish dream. Maybe this is a selfish dream and I shouldn't go for it. Well, I think it's obvious. Like what's the fruit of your dream? Is it going to help people? Is it going to help people get the products that they need and enjoy life? That's a great dream. I feel like that's a God dream and that women should go for it. And there's a lot working against women right now. Um, There's our own self-doubt. There's adversity. There's the difficulty that we're all living through right now. And for women, I think women were created to be a real force in this world, to do great things. I mean, we are truly a pioneering generation of women. I mean, our mothers couldn't have imagined 
all of the opportunity we have. Our grandmothers couldn't have imagined all the opportunity Never. we have. No. And we, we are doing all of this as a first generation of women pioneering in a way that's never been done before. The ways we handle ourselves, the way we run our businesses, the way we grow, the way we balance that with our families and relationships, we are teaching the generations to come how it's done. And it's important that we do it. And it's really important that we don't hold ourselves back because I think sometimes even more than adversity, self-doubt for women makes us play small and hold ourselves back. We kind of talk ourselves out of the game before we ever get a chance to play. Yeah, we become so cautious that we just withdraw for fear of failure or success, which you've talked about that before, mm -hmm. either, either one of those things. So um, as a woman in business, um, balance, we always talk about, we always hear about work-life balance, which kind of annoys me because <laughs> everyone says to have it, but nobody talks about how to do it. Yeah. Can you talk to that a little bit? Um, does that come up in your book at all as you talk about like, let me back up a little bit. I feel like this is kind of that conversation of apologizing for our dream. We also apologize that our business life intersects with our family life. Instead of realizing that when you're a business owner, that is your life. And it can be beautifully interwoven in a way that still gives your family space and you space and your customer space. But just can you talk to that a little bit, either from what you write about in the book or from your coaching experiences with women? Yeah, I think that women are really hard on ourselves. Like we, we, one of my clients I was just talking to last week and she needed more time and all of her kids are, are 14 and up, but she needed more time. She said, well, after they're finished with school, I need to make sure that I'm doing things with them and keeping them engaged and not just letting them hang out. And I said, why? <laughs> they probably need to hang out. You know, they're not two years old and you need to keep them from eating dog food. Like it's yeah. okay. I think. We hold ourselves to such high standards. Yeah. I mean, I work a lot. I have been working constantly six days a week for the past, definitely for the past 12 years. Every once in a while, I'll take off a Saturday, but I work. But for me, because I've been able to work from home, and even when I'm, I'm tra back when events were here, I was yeah. traveling sometimes every weekend. Um, my kids never felt like it was work or them because I never made it a big deal. I never said, oh, I have to go work and it's going to miss you and it's going to be so terrible. Are you going to be okay? It was just, this is what I'm going to do. I'm yeah. going to go make money and we're going to have a roof over our head and I'm going to get groceries next week. So I made it super practical. And last year, one of my boys referred to me as a stay home mom. Uh -huh. And I was like, you're, you're standing in my office right now. And you know, remember I've been traveling every weekend for this last six weeks. Do you think I'm a stay home owner? He's like, yeah, because you're here. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we put so much guilt on ourselves that we think that our children can't handle us, can't handle life without us. And if we're not constantly doting on them, um, everything's going to fall apart. And I think my message is the, the kids are going to be fine, that, that work is a part of life. We need to teach them that work is a part yeah. of life. We work because we enjoy it, but we work because it provides for us. Mm -hmm. In fact, can I in indulge me for a second? Yes. Yesterday was my birthday. And I, I, I asked on Instagram. Oh, I asked my boys to write me a letter every um, every birthday for me. I just want a letter. And this is from my 16-year-old. I'm only going to read a couple of lines. I wanted to say that I see it. I see the work you put in to keep the house clean. I see the work you do to make sure we all have money. I see the work that you do to make sure we all have what we need for school. 
I see the care when you do little extra things for us. I want you to know that I see it. Aww. And the fact, it makes me cry. The fact that, yes, he mentioned keeping the house clean because hello, that's life. But the fact that he mentioned he sees how hard I work to make sure everyone has what we need. I think, I think it's important for women to not be apologetic that we have dreams, to not be apologetic that we have work to do, to not let our own feelings of mom guilt, which side note, I think mom guilt is going to be my next book after this, to not let our own feelings of mom guilt accidentally kind of poison the water and the air around us. Because what happens is we feel guilty and we start saying things and, and subconsciously we're teaching the people around us that we shouldn't be doing what we're doing because we feel so bad about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and then it takes yeah. all the joy out of what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we are created to work. Like, like from, from the, the very first people on earth, their job was to rule over and subdue the earth. Like, we're created to work. We're created to develop technology and build and create systems and products that make the world a better place. It's nothing to apologize for. It's women have always worked. It's just hundred years ago, we were stuck without washing machines doing laundry eight hours a day. You better believe those women weren't just French braiding their kids' hair all day. They're right. working. Yeah, we don't need to apologize for working. So I'm the whole life ba life work balance where it's like, I'm going to spend 50% of my time here. And no, we're never going to do that because work takes a lot of time. But we can integrate it all together and learn not to feel bad about it. Yeah. Learn to just enjoy that experience. And my kids, um, I started my retail business when Bella was one and Harrison was three. So they have the same thing. They've always been, you know, in bank meetings. Here's your fruit snacks. Be quiet. Sit in the counter. Yeah. You know, all of that. And I think it's been great for them. It gives them a different perspective. So I think if, you know, if you are a mom on here and you're a mompreneur, you know, with your retail store, look at it as a way to train your children to have a different perspective on life you know, and that's just a really good gift that you can give them. Yeah, I love that. So um, kind of in closing, what words of wisdom would you give? We have kind of a vast variety here in the group. We have gals who are just starting, like they literally don't even have inventory yet. They're just going to start. And we have gals that have had a boutique business for 12 years, brick and mortar. Um, but what word of advice would you give as we just do the hard things? We're going into retail season now, so um, it's our time to make money um, as boutique owners, but everything's crazy. Everything's uncertain. Do you have a word of wisdom for us? Yeah. Um, my word of wisdom is to go all in, to not let fear and anxiety and what if and self-doubt make you hold back because we tend to think, oh, I need more money. I need more resources. I need more wisdom. I need all of this before I can go. And so we're always waiting until we feel confident. But if we keep waiting until we feel confident, we're never going to do anything. Yeah. So my, my word for this next season is to go all in, let it be messy, keep moving when you don't know for sure how it's going to work, get used to that feeling of discomfort. Because yeah. sometimes when we're moving forward and we feel uncomfortable, we go, I don't have peace about this. I thought this was for me, but obviously not. I'm going to wait till I feel good about it. It's not going to feel good. And that's okay. Recognize that that discomfort is just a normal part of growing from point A to point B. 
And that if we're waiting to feel good and feel confident, the time's never going to come. We're never going to feel confident. We're never going to feel fully equipped. Just, just keep going one little step every day. And you'll turn, you'll look back at the end of this season and go, Oh, I did it. That was amazing. But we, what holds us back, what holds women back more than anything else is us feeling self-doubt and going, I thought this was right for me, but I don't think so. We have to protect ourselves from that and keep going. Yeah. I had a mentor once. Uh, I love her. And she told me, Sierra, if your, palm, if your palms are not sweaty, you're not in the right place. Like, what do you mean? She's like, your palms sweaty mean that you're doing the hard things and you should always be doing the hard things. So I think about her a lot. I'm like, oh, they're sweaty today. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great all right so your book's coming out um yeah. for those of you who want standing strong and you're not members of the boutique workshop yet you need to sign up we start um next tuesday we're going to be working on holiday planning over in the group so creating a four-month holiday plan because it's all about planning you can't just wish for things to happen you've got to plan um so creating our holiday plans i want you to be a member so if you need the link for that drop it in the comments below um, and if you, you know, it's just not the right season, join the free masterclass next week and then go out and buy yourself Allie's book. Yeah. So you can find it on Amazon, a Christian book, like really anywhere that books are sold. Yeah. And at all your favorite retailers. And I have yeah. a lot of great free gifts for it on my site. Yes, you do. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of great free gifts. Some really fun stuff. And then where can they find you? Listen to your podcast. Where's your website? All that good stuff. Oh, yeah, just AllieWorthington.com, and the podcast is The Allie Worthington Show. Thanks for having me. This has been great. Yeah, Yeah, two L's. (laughs) Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. One day you and I are going to meet in person, which is going to be fantastic. And we'll have a fantastic time as soon as we can travel. As soon as we can travel. (laughs) All right, Allie, have a great day, and happy belated birthday. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Hey, thanks again for joining me today for the Boutique Workshop Podcast. Remember, that podcast was first recorded live over in the Boutique Collective Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, I want to give you a warm invitation to come on over and join us in the Boutique Collective. You'll find the link for that Facebook group along with all other information or links that I shared during this podcast in the show notes. And can I ask you for one more small favor? Before you're done here today, would you be willing to share this podcast with another boutique owner that could use the information or support? And even better yet, if you loved what you heard, would you be willing to give us an awesome rating or review? That really helps spread the word as we grow the boutique workshop and bring information, support, and community to boutique owners around the country. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.